The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Wrestling to the Max NXT Review. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestling to the Max's NXT review for November 1st, 2017. And we are brought to you by W2Mnet.com, the place where you'll find all your great wrestling needs, plus a lot more. Make sure you hit that subscribe button over at Wrestling to the Max, wherever you get the podcast from. Maybe you're listening to us through our heart radio, Spreaker.com. Apple Podcasts, I don't care. Just hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. And also, don't forget to go rate and review. That gives us a little bit more feedback and also gives us a little bit more exposure out there in the world. Uh, also, don't forget, 411mania.com and lastwordonprowrestling.com. Both sites are great supporters of ours, and we appreciate all they do for us. Hey, and also, uh, one other thing. Here we are. I am Gary Vaughn, and your host tonight, Paul Leeser. hey and Paul, we've got an NXT uh, that you know is kind of cool because it really does set up some of the things we kind of already knew. Because mm-hmm. you know, me and you both read you know a little bit of the information that is out there. It's already <laughs> been put out, uh, spoiler wise or not. They still give you a little bit of information, but I think it was really cool to see some of this stuff comes you know to to fruition in front of your eyes. So I, I know we've got a lot of stuff to get into, man. Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff I want to discuss about this show as well. Maybe not so much about this opening segment, though, as Nikki Cross takes on Tanera Conti and beats her in about two and a half minutes. And while I'm kind of sad that Conti um, basically didn't really get a whole heck of a lot of a chance to show off anything more than what we got to see during the Mae Young Classic or any of her other appearances, uh, Nikki looks dominant, and that's important going into a big fatal four-way for the women's title in two weeks' time. Wasn't this supposed to be bigger? I mean, wasn't this supposed to mean more? Did you not feel like that leading into this match? I, you know, I felt like this might have gone longer, uh, maybe five minutes or so. But Conti's still young, right? I, and maybe they're trying to tell a story of basically she's just being used and she's in over her head, and and Nikki is just that unstoppable person right now. And and I think that's sort of lends credence to what we've seen on NXT TV so far, right, with her pairing up with Ruby Riot, uh, where she is very much the swing point in that feud with the uh with the iconic duo. So uh clearly Nikki Cross, I, I maybe out of everybody on the Fatal Four Way who has gotten the most T V time and looks maybe the most dominant out of everybody, including Kyrie Sane. Yeah, it's very, very true, and I really appreciate it because I'm a huge fan over here. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm definitely cool with that. Um, but you know, for the you know other people watching that may not be as a big a fan, I, I understand that you know there's some other people that you may want to see shine. But I think Nikki Cross has a great opportunity here, and this is the way I think she should have been shown for a long time. Mm-hmm. It really they've never made her look weak, and, and that's the most positive thing. Even though they've taken her away and even taken her off TV for weeks at a time, I, I think it's great she's really never had that opportunity for her to look like she's just a slouch compared to anyone else in the ring. So it makes complete sense to me. This match does make sense. I, I'm not arguing the point that the time wasn't right because, in a way, you're right. Conti is 
Youngs. It really doesn't have all that experience like Nikki Cross. But I thought there might be more to this when it came to, you know, Adam Cole and those guys, you know, I thought maybe they would get involved only because, you know, maybe they were trying to get themselves growing in another format, not just, you know, in the men's division, but pop over to the women's division, steal a few of them or one of them at least mm-hmm. and make them a part of the undisputed era. So maybe that wasn't the case. Maybe it was just Adam Cole trying to cause trouble. I don't know. Maybe it's a slow burn that we're not going to get a chance to see until after War Games. But, you know, it is what it is, and Nikki Cross looks very strong here, and uh, this may not be the last matchup we see between these two. So, uh, no complaints. I'm just, I'm really interested that they didn't make this a longer match. I I think another point uh, to make here is that Conti wasn't wearing the armband, uh, which we've seen sort of be an important uh, part, I guess, of showing off that, hey, you are a member of the Undisputed Era. She didn't have one, so I don't know if if maybe it's just a, a one-time deal or maybe, like you said, they're playing a slower burn here or something like that, but I thought that was something that kind of stuck out because I was looking for it while she was making her entrance and none to be seen. And Do you think they're kind of playing around with the idea? Maybe the folks backstage have not actually made this concrete, something they wanted to do. That's another thing. Maybe they let her wear the armband for a minute there to kind of see, you know, and maybe they rethought it. Maybe they said, you know what, let's, let's hold our horses. And they said, no, don't wear the armband. We're, we're we're going a different direction or we're still thinking about it. So that could be part of this process, but I I agree with you. Like I said before, you you didn't see any of the undisputed era stuff. You didn't see Adam Mm -hmm. Cole. You didn't see any of the gang. You didn't see the armband. It was just her by herself. So, this could be something that they're delaying for a bit because of other storylines too. Of course, of course, and, and you know maybe they're they're waiting to save up the the crazy run-ins for war games or something like that with Conti. Who knows? Very, very true. Uh, we go backstage to see Paul Ellering standing in front of the Authors of Pain locker room as they prepare for their NXT tag team title match later on this evening. And then we cut to a, a very stiff Mercedes Martinez as she talks about not winning the Battle Royal and how she's disappointed she couldn't make it to take over. And uh, when asked to pick a winner, she says she doesn't know who's going to win, but she does know who's not going to win, and that's Ember Moon. So maybe we get a match between those two on NXT television in the lead-up to TakeOver, but Mercedes, who is usually a, a pretty good promo... Maybe she's just not used to being scripted. Maybe there's a whole bunch of other stuff going on here that we don't know about. This was just not very good, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I was to be honest with you, I was very surprised because from what you said, from what Harry Broadhurst, Patrick Ketza, you know, guys that, that do follow what her, you know, Viper, as she's known on the indies, uh, you guys have all just went on and on about how great she is on the mic, and then she just tries to make you guys look silly. Viper, and, Viper uh, Nevin, by the way. <laughs> oh, is it? What's, yeah. what's Mercedes? Is that her name on the? I'm sorry. Mercedes is just Mercedes, yeah. Oh, okay. See how I- ignorant I am. <laughs> the whole time I was thinking her name was Viper backstage. So Piper Niven. Wow, why do they call Piper Niven Viper? What? 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 That doesn't match up to me in a way because anyway, <laughs> WWE already has their own Viper, anyways. They do, Randy Orton. Yeah, do. But see, when I, I, I this, this, this sounds terrible. And please forgive me. I am not the skinniest person in the world. Trust me, I've got a dad bod. <laughs> but I, I just, when I think of a viper, I think of slender attack. Piper Niven's really not like that. 
and she's great nonetheless great 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 but i'm just doesn't matter anyway this is about nxt so mercedes <laughs> uh, as she's known on the indie circuit see how smart i am uh yes okay so i i'm you know right there with you i felt like this was kind of a letdown because i really thought this is one of the veterans this is somebody that's been in the, in the industry for a long time now wonder why she's so nervous and this may be a nervous thing too you know being in front of a camera that you know is going to be shown everywhere all, all the way around the world mm-hmm. um which I, I know this is 2017, the Indies shown all around the world, but this is major exposure, right? So this is a different game. I think anyone would be a little nervous, so maybe that's the thing. But uh, you know, despite the fact that it wasn't great, I, I think still what she was saying kind of made sense. And I'm really interested to ask you this question: mm-hmm. Ember Moon is obviously the feud that she wants to get into, and, and it will happen. Well, that brings me to: Has this happened on the Indies, and do they have a chemistry out there or is this kind of a new thing you know i i'll have to look that up to my understanding i it might have happened uh because uh ember moon when she was on the indies was known as athena and she did work shimmer before mercedes took her leave of absence uh and she of course just came back recently and since then i know that athena has been signed as ember moon to wwe so uh, i'm gonna have to look that up but to my knowledge i don't think so Okay. Well, see, and that's something that could be really great, be something new. I just thought maybe they paired them up immediately because they had some former chemistry or something like that. So, and, and if they don't, you know, that's it's whatever. I mean, this is going to be still great because both are, you know, really talented. And so they'll put on a great show when they do get in the ring and mix it up. Um, of course, that will be at War Games. I'll be following War Games. So I, I think it is also interesting to pair. So what do you think about that? Do you think that's a great idea for them to have her? involved in such a i call it a high profile match for nxt you know i i think it is a a big deal uh ember moon as we know is just fantastic uh and they have wrestled before several times uh back in the back in 2011 2012 for shimmer and they did yeah yeah back in back in shimmer okay so they wrestled three times um with Athena going two and oh and one against her, that's interesting. Um, so yeah, I think this is a, a great match to make. They're two people who sort of wrestle a similar style, right? Uh, while Athena does like to to fly around the ring, she also hits very hard, and that's what Mercedes is known for. Uh, and Mercedes, of course, is also a vet. Uh, so you know, there's there's a lot of great things to happen here. I think that uh, I, I very much look forward to seeing take place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm right there with you. So, well, you know, it, it, as excited as I am about that, uh, uh, I'm less excited about being exposed for my lack of Indies knowledge. But anyway, <laughs> we can we can move on now. <laughs> I'm trying, guys. Trust me, I am trying to get better. Uh, I was going to make a joke about tuning in to stay tuned for our body image podcast, but uh... <laughs> oh, <laughs> trust me, Paul, you got me beat already. So. The moment has passed. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, this is uh, a big talking point I wanted to get into because you have Johnny Gargano taking on Fabian Eichner, uh, and they go almost seven minutes, and Fabian manages to pull off the big upset as he counters out of the Gargano escape uh, into uh, basically an octopus cradle, for lack of a better term, to uh, get the victory, and they hype this up as a big upset and all of that. And, of course, you know there's a story with Gargano doubting himself since the DIY split, uh, being 
sort of spotty with victories, but I think the bigger story in this is Fabian. Uh, not only because I think of him sort of looking like somebody who's already on the WWE roster, not just look-wise, but as far as his in-ring work goes, and that I think he he works a lot like Cesaro, maybe a much more unpolished one, but I think that comparison is there. And for somebody who was in the CWC and they brought back in NXT, the amount of attention they've given this guy and how hard they're pushing him is very, very interesting to me because we've seen NXT lean more towards, excuse me, big name independent names, and that's not the case here. And I think Fabian has a ton of talent as far as in-ring stuff goes, and we haven't really seen him cut a promo or anything like that, but I... This it just it's an interesting story for me and something I really want to follow and something I'd love to hear your thoughts on, Gary. Yeah, I mean I look at this and, and this is really interesting to me for both sides of the coin, right? I, I think what you're mentioning here about Gargano and all that, I, 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 in a way, I really really enjoy this because it's a story that not only has a lot of continuity attached to it, it they've really never changed anything. It's continual. He he's on this journey, and we're following him throughout it, and it, it's his ups and downs, and it's just so fun to be able to see that take place and see the disappointment, the highs, the lows. I think that's really great. And then you on the other side of that coin, you have Fabian, who's this young upstart who. Is really, you know, coming out of that CWC, a guy that I I was going to throw away, right? And I think a lot of other people just go, oh, there's another small guy. But the way they're using him now and just to see his ability and everything he's doing in the ring and really matched up well. I mean, I, my personal opinion, thought he matched up pretty well here in Gargano. I thought they had some some pretty good moments in this match. And um, for him to get this victory, yes, it is in a way a surprise because he's a no-name guy mm-hmm. but at the same point the whole time you thought he can win it really there was not a point where you're just like oh, this guy is just gonna falter and one two three gargano's got this so mm-hmm. I, I am very interested in both these guys and i think that they've got a lot to offer here fabian once again i mean i'm still curious and still have a lot of questions on what they'll do with him and how he's going to come across because at least with his image, the way he looks, uh, I think there might have to be some changes to that eventually if they're going to make him anything bigger. He does look kind of plain, uh, but I think that sort of speaks to what they're after right now. Right now, he's the new young guy who's got all of this ability and talent and is just doing these big things for a guy who is by no term of the word small. He's very tall. I, he's not wide, but he certainly is, you know, built, you know, so mm-hmm. I, it's, it's incredible. I, I love watching extremely big guys do little guy things. It's one of the reasons why I'm such a huge fan of guys like Donovan Dijak and Keith Lee, but, uh, I, and, and they make it look easy. And so does Eichner. It looks effortless. And that's one of the reasons why I compared him to Cesaro, because really everything Cesaro does in the ring just looks effortless and easy and smooth. And, and unless, you know, he's bashing his teeth up into his brains, uh, <laughs> uh, and both occasions so far, and Eichner's got to wrestle two of the bigger name faces on the roster, and Cassius Ono, and now Johnny Gargano. It really feels like they're either trying to position him to take uh, maybe Almas's spot as sort of a a top top rung mid card heel guy, or um, are just you know 
throwing him out there and pushing him hard and seeing if it takes or not. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you, and I just once again, that's what I, I love about him, and it's it's just so interesting to see that dynamic take place right in front of our eyes because uh, where we saw him in the CWC, I just I I'll be honest with you, I didn't even remember him. Mm-hmm. Like they said, he was in the CWC, and I was thinking. Was he? I have to rewatch it again. I don't really remember. But coming into this and what we're seeing, he matters all of a sudden. <laughs> and you just mentioned it. He fast he faced Cassius Ono. Uh, now getting a match against Johnny Gargano. These are big names. These are guys that are super veterans that have done this all around the world. And Fabian's competing with these guys, full fledged, not giving up. You mentioning the strength, showcasing that he's strong, he's quick, he's agile. He's got everything that you would want in a small package. So I'm really interested in seeing if that is the case, if they are trying to get him in place of an Almas where Almas may take off and head to the main roster and do some other things. I think he would be the perfect fit, at least from what I'm seeing now. Once again, I still have questions on the future because sometimes you get a hot start and then things peter out. I hope not. I think Fabian has a distance to go and i think that they should allow him to do that let's see if they do yeah absolutely uh this is something that i'm just gonna run through the whole thing first so we can talk about it and something i kind of had an issue with uh you have drew mcintyre backstage meeting with william regal they both signed the contract to face almost a takeover and then uh as they're coming out for the face-to-face you have almost attack uh, Drew, lay him out, throw the belt at him, sign the contract, and walk out. And even go so far as to stick the contract uh, to to McIntyre using uh, Zelina Vega's gum, uh, which I thought was kind of funny. But <laughs> <laughs> they they made such a big deal about McIntyre wanting to go face to face, and had really been building up to to this moment. And to me, this felt. I mean, obviously, I get what they're going for, right? Almost isn't going to play McIntyre's game. He's doing things his way, blah, 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 right? To do the whole contract signing thing away from the ring and sort of this brief little deal and not really getting to that moment felt like it kind of took away from Drew in a way because now, you know, that the the moment that we've sort of all been waiting for has just been ruined. And maybe that's just the storytelling they're going for here, like I mentioned. But it, it kind of stuck out to me as it kind it bothered me. And maybe I just need some assuasion here, Gary. Uh, you're not getting it from me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm sorry. I wish I could. I, I, I think me and you share the outlook of being very disappointed because I really was thinking – this is going to be something special. This is going to be a face-to-face between two guys, and sure, almost isn't good with speaking the English, and that's fine. Hey, that hey, no problem. That that sometimes is a kind of an interesting factor of a guy who's you know from a different country, and you have a spokesperson, which is Zena Selena, and she I thought would have a great combo back and forth between her and McIntyre. Then of course things would go on from there, blah blah blah. But at least we got those guys eye to eye in the middle of the ring, nose to nose. That didn't happen. And I think the way that they put this out there really did feel lackluster. Mm-hmm. I why even sign the contract backstage? I, I I get it for the ending. I you know it makes sense now, mm-hmm. but still I think you don't do that. You have William Regal out there for every other contract standing in the middle of the ring. Why not this one? What makes this one so different? That's right. 
that's my problem with it. Why is is William Regal tired? Is he lazy? He doesn't want to go to the rings. He's like, here, <laughs> sign it. Yeah, I, I don't. I, he's like, I, I got Subway coming. I, I don't want to leave my <laughs> office. You know. So here, let's just get this done. You go take care of your business. Hey, okay. And, and here's the here's another silly thought I had when, when the, the chewing gum was put on the back of the contract and put on. Uh, on the chest of McIntyre, I thought to myself, I feel so bad for the person having to file that paperwork. <laughs> I was like, how are they going to get that gum off? And I kept thinking in my mind, like, and it's stupid, but I kept thinking about that, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> do they get a new copy? Do they have to re-sign the contract? What, what's going to happen with that, you know? Um, so, anyway, that's the silly part of this. And the other comment that I have to make is McIntyre is getting way too good at being beat up. Mm-hmm. Way too good at being put down, put in his place. He's the champion ever since he's had the belt. And, and I think even prior, I can't think of any other NXT champion that has been beat down so many times in a short time span. He's way too good at it. Maybe that's why they like having him be the guy that gets beat down. But to me, it doesn't help my outlook on Drew McIntyre. I love the guy personally. I've watched him everywhere he's been in the last five to ten years. Mm-hmm. But but this does not make him look strong to me. This makes him look kind of silly. Um, so I, I wish they didn't do that. I really, really, really don't. I don't know about you, Paul. I, I just think he's getting too good at it. <sighs> I mean, it's great that he knows how to take a beating, I guess, you know, because they, they, they do like to do that angle pretty often on WWE television where the champions get beat down from every corner and how's he going to overcome all these people and, and bada, 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 right? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Maybe rushed is the word I'm looking for because they spent a long, long time, almost a month, uh, sort of building up almost gunning for McIntyre. McIntyre saying, hey, you want a shot at me? Come look at me in the eyes, blah, blah, blah. And, and and they just sort of rushed the, the match together like this. They even announced that the thing was getting put together on Twitter. Like, it wasn't even done on NXT television. So, yeah, for, for what is supposed to be a main event caliber match, to have this sort of happen to it, just, it, it feels wrong. And uh, it, it's a real shame that you can't assuage me of my fears, Gary, but maybe it's just something we're going to have to hold on to and, and keep an eye on going forward because this felt wrong. <laughs> It really did, and for everything you're talking about here, and the one thing that I'll, I'll mention is this match better be darn good. Mm-hmm. It better be really, really good so I forget all about this go-home show or whatever. I'm Not go-home, but weeks I, I, I'm, I don't know why I'm saying go-home show. I'm still I, I'm sorry, people. I just watched Impact Wrestling. They're going yeah. home to Bound for Glory. That's true. Uh, but, no, this felt like a go-home thing, didn't mm-hmm. it? It, it really it did. did. It felt like. Mm-hmm. It felt like, oh, pay-per-views next weekend or this weekend, and it's not, not at all. So you're right. I think they just threw it down the tubes because they're trying to fast forward. And sure, maybe they want some things to transpire before they get to war games. But you don't have to do it in this fashion. Mm-hmm. Especially, you, you, I mean, I'm so glad you mentioned the Twitter thing because I kind of forgot about that. Listen, WB, NXT, whoever's doing this. Not everybody is sitting on their phone reading everything that WWE does for Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just I'm sorry to announce that. I'm, I apologize. I, I don't even look at my friends' Twitter stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so just to let people know that I barely even know most of the Facebook stuff. Paul, you could be having a kid tomorrow, and I would probably be behind for <laughs> weeks. I, 
you'd be like, yeah, me and the me and the daughter are sitting here, and I'm like, daughter, what, what? what? Yeah, so, <laughs> okay, I put, I put my kid's stuff on Facebook, and I walk away. So it's it's very selfish. I'm a jerk. Um, <laughs> just a little, you know, a little glass uh, window here for people to look through. Uh, but anyway, I, I think you know this is a situation where they're trying to be cute, they're trying to get things done. But I just, I'm right there with you. Done in the wrong fashion. This was something that could be special, should be special. It's the freaking NXT Championship belt on the line here, and it made it look like mm, this is not as great. Now the tag champ, that that's important. Uh, you know, war games, that's important. Mm-hmm. It, the, NXT Championship eh, it's kind of sidebar kind of thing, you know. That's sort what it kind of felt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, yeah. Completely agree with you. Uh, so I mean, we could probably bag on this for another ten minutes, but we probably should move on to this video package we get of uh the Velveteen Dream sort of talking in the background a little bit before Alistair Black takes over, and he's sitting in this cathedral-looking thing surrounded by candles, and it looks super cool. Uh, and we get the official announcement. That Velveteen Dream does have Alistair's black attention, and they're going to face off at TakeOver. I thought this was kind of neat, personally. Yeah, I like the imagery. You just yeah. mentioned it. It, it looks really, really well. And I was, I was sitting here thinking to myself... This is great content. This is the way you should do the creep factor. That just it just felt right, and you know this was something that didn't have to have these guys out in the middle of the ring again, or have Velveteen Dream trying to do something else to him. This worked fine. I'm completely happy with it. It didn't take a lot of time, and you know it, it still kept, keeps my attention. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Street Profits are out in the parking lot admiring uh, a Maserati, I think, or, or some big fancy car. I forget which one it is. Uh, it turns out it's Tino Sabatelli and Riddick Moss's car, and they sort of don't appreciate the Street Profits gawking. And I didn't like this segment strictly because they try talking over each other too much, and I don't know if I understood half of what they were saying. <laughs> Uh, it's obvious, Paul, you don't stand out se- in front of 7-Eleven enough. It, that might be true. Yeah, say you got to step or any other convenience store and most places where you know you got a lot of riffraff because <laughs> um, that's the way this felt and and I'm I'm just saying that about anybody right I'm not saying about any certain group because you know I, I, I people probably would say oh I see where you're going with this no I mean I, just like we saw in this segment you know a couple white guys and you know a couple black guys having a conversation and you know this felt very much like it was in front of a convenience store everybody talking over each other a little argument and even the walk off was very much like a scene out of real life and I appreciated that to be honest with you <laughs> I, I think it worked but you're right a lot of talking over each other it you know I I don't think it really had to make a lot of sense because they weren't really doing anything but just showing that they weren't happy with each other mm-hmm. But, I mean, it was very real. I mean, it, to me, it really did feel like you were watching a YouTube video because a lot of times when people are in arguments, they'll just talk over each other. Um, so, I think it worked. I think it was okay. Uh, I The one biggest question that I had coming out of this, once again, a stupid, silly thing that Gary comes up with. But, though, obviously, the Maserati has to belong to Sabatelli. Mm-hmm. This guy was in the NFL. <laughs> I, I mean... <laughs> Rick Moss, I mean, what did he do? I mean, you mentioned it to us last week. He didn't even really get into the NFL. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm sorry. And, and the other thing is, is they said this is our car. 
I, I, it makes me question uh, their relationship. <laughs> like, hey, get away from our car. I'm like, is this another situation where we've got, you know, uh, you know, a little love thing going on here? Because usually, you know, I'm friends with my coworker, and I'll get a ride sometimes from him, and I don't get out of the car and say, look at my car. Look at our car. <laughs> Not my car. Not my man. So, uh, just weird. Just kind of, kind of felt uncomfortable for a minute there for those guys because I don't know if that. Hey, if you if you like that, that's completely cool with me. I'm just myself. Hey, uh, I just didn't know. think of anything of it. Like you're a tag team, you roll together. But uh, maybe they're maybe they are a tag team with benefits, Gary. We don't know. <laughs> See, the, 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 then once again, it's me looking too much into it, right? I mean, <laughs> so I'm just saying it kind of felt weird. But you're right. I mean, hey. If that's the car Moss rides in all the time on the road, it kind of is his car. It's kind of, well, it, it's like, you know, if you ride with a buddy a lot, you know, that's kind of your seat in the car. You're always in the passenger seat, you know, it's just the way it works sometimes. So, yeah. Anyway, I, what do you, I mean, from my point of view, this is fine and everything, but I, I, how excited are you about seeing these guys work together? Because I think actually this is going to be kind of fun. I, I think. But these tag teams do have something to offer. They're young. They need the experience. And I'm kind of ready to see them. I think the WWE has a lot of plans. <clears throat> excuse me for the uh, for the Street Profits. Uh, I think we've seen it pretty much since the first time they've been on TV and all the segments they got. Riddick Moss and, and Tino Sabatelli have sort of been in the background as sort of there's some filler pieces here or there, but. I think they work extremely well together as a tag team, and that's something that the Street Profits do very well together as well. So I think you put two good teams together who gel well together, you're going to get some good stuff. If we're going to get more sort of interactions like this, uh, I I don't know. Um, I, I don't have a problem if this is just how you're getting it started and sort of showing off... Uh, I hate to say it, but it's basically like class warfare, right? You had two rich white dudes and two guys who are supposed to be from the streets and all of that. But if that's the way they're going to go, I, I'm i interested in the matches at least, and we'll see where they go with the story, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, and you're right about the Street Profits. WWE is really interested, and they should be interested. The Street Profits are a couple of guys that represent a certain group in society, and it's really fun to watch them. I and I love them. I think the Street yeah. Profits are bringing something super special to NXT. And, and once they even ramp up to that next level where they get way more exposure than they're already getting, there's no telling what they're going to do with those guys. So I, I, I'm okay with a few. You know, you're like you mentioned it's kind of a class thing. I, I think it's. It's a story that works, and I'm ready to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I think the matches will be good. I just, I guess, I need more before I'm willing to uh, sort of say yay or nay. You know? No, I get you. Yeah, fair. Uh, we go backstage with the iconic duo, and Peyton Royce is still upset that Billy Kay won't be in her uh, NXT Women's Title match to sort of help her out. And uh, they end up starting uh, to make fun of Kyrie Sane because they she believes herself to be a pirate and all this. Of course, Sane walks in and threatens to elbow Billy Kay in the face, and then walks off with a big smile on her face. And this uh, this has set up Billy Kay taking on Kyrie Sane next week, which I, I'm kind of excited for. <laughs> hey, that's good. it's gonna be the match is gonna be fine. It's gonna be kind of fun to see. The, you know, I, I, the iconic duo was great, right? I, we both just gush over them every week. Yeah. Um, uh, this is it, it's just okay. I, I think the Kyrie Singh thing was kind of corny. 
if I can say the best. You know, mm-hmm. but that's just me. I don't know a lot about Kyrie Sane from what I've seen. It's just so far as just the Mae Young Classic stuff and the one NXT match I think she had so far. So but I just thought this was a little silly. I think when Asuka did it, it was in a different manner. It was like more of a, oh, God, she could murder me at any time. Mm-hmm. Kyrie Sane's so smiley and it's kind of silly. It kind of felt cheesy. But that's, you know, that's the way it works sometimes. Yeah, and we also don't really know where Kyrie is with English yet either, uh, which you know probably plays into this as well. But you know, fun and smiles and games outside the ring, an absolute hit you in the face as hard as she can inside the ring. I'm down with it. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, this brings us to our main event: the uh, the NXT Tag Team Titles up for grabs as Sanity, uh, with this team being Eric Young and. Uh, Alexander Wolf taking on the Authors of Pain uh, in their rematch from uh, the last takeover. And this is basically just a giant angle to push things forward. They go about seven minutes, uh, lots of back and forth. Ends up Adam Cole and Red Dragon show up to stop the the pin after the Authors of Pain hit the Super Collider in the last chapter. Uh, huge brawl. The referee calls for the disqualification. And... Uh, Killian Dane comes into the ring, and the, the brawl just keeps on coming. And then here comes Roderick Strong. He's got the armband on, or excuse me, he puts it on as he stares down Cole, and then attacks him. Uh, the authors of Pain fire up and jump in to join him, and everybody's beating up everybody. William, Re- R- William Regal comes in to put a stop to the chaos, and this is the big announcement where they will go at it inside the double ring encased in a cage, Gary, in War Games. I cannot wait. (laughs) (laughs) And you will be there live, and the whole time I'm watching this show, I'll be jealous every minute of it. (laughs) And that's okay. I just ask that you wear a WCW-inspired t-shirt. That's all I ask. Um, Uh, I I only have an old Wolfpack t-shirt, but it does not fit me anymore. (laughs) uh, (laughs) I can just imagine. It's like a youth, like, you know, uh, whatever, large, youth large. It might be a youth large. I'll be up there looking like uh, DeMarco Murray, or not, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, you're talking about Zeke. You're talking about the crop top. Stomach hanging out, just looking gassed. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's okay. It's it's all right. We'll we'll, we'll skip that part. Uh, but you just just keep it, you know WCW in your mind. Hey, oh, I, I, I'm really quickly here. I, I'm sorry, but I I want Tony Schiavone to do a War Games promo just like he did for the uh, oh, for the other promo for Starcade. Wonderful. Oh please! So I, I'm going to put a request in for that because if he could do that for NXT, I'd be so happy. Uh, but no, I mean. If, I guess I should talk about this match, right? Uh, the the match itself. <laughs> sorry, I get sidetracked sometimes. The, the match itself w- was fine. Uh, I think it's great the way that they kind of had this all transpire. Everything broke down. Everybody's in the ring fighting and all that. And you have that big announcement. All this worked out fine. It was a great cap to the show. Um, you had layers to this because you, of course, had you know the authors of pain trying to get their titles back and you know figuring out if they could be sanity. 
And then, you know, adding in the, the Undisputed Era and uh, Roderick Strong, their storyline here. So the, all the layers kind of come to fruition and work together. And it's going to be a lot of fun to see how this all shakes out. I'm really kind of curious what Roderick Strong is going to say about why he didn't join the Undisputed Era. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they're really going to kind of go back on the history of those guys, too. I, I know they're not going to say Ring of Honor, but I mean, it makes me wonder if they're going to mention, you know, that those guys have had a relationship in the past, right? Mm-hmm. And say, well, I went to war with these guys before. We're friends. Not friends how i just want to see how they're going to explain all this and put it all together so it's it's going to be fun i think there's a lot here and it's hopefully going to you know show us a lot more on our next episode of nxt yeah and just real quick too because apparently wwe have released the rules for the war games match uh so all three teams are gonna be uh sort of in case or like so you have three uh one for each team starting in the match and the rest of the team are going to be separated inside shark cages because I guess they got to keep using those since they have them. And uh, <laughs> after five minutes, uh, the remaining team members from one of the cages will be released. And then after another three-minute period comes the second team, another three-minute period the third team until they're all in there. And then once they're all in there, that's when you can win. And instead of submission or uh, straight up just telling the ref it's over, it's now pinfall or submission. So... Very, very different rules for war games. Uh, they've obviously they've thrown out the coin toss thing since it's three teams. Uh, it's it's different, and, I, and it doesn't mean I'm any less excited for the match because I still think it's going to be really fun. But this it doesn't, you know, WWE revisionism. I think at its finest is what I'm trying to get at here. Yeah, and you know, WWE always has to put their own spin on it. <laughs> They, they cannot allow anything from history to work because, well, it's not theirs. It doesn't have their stamp on it. It's not the way they like it because they make it better. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Which is not true. So, <laughs> I, um, But, you know, hey, I, I'm like you. The rules are the rules. It's going to go how it's going to go. All I care about is I'm getting war games. And all I care about is it's going to be a lot of fun because – Everybody involved, to me, is valuable, and they're going to bring something special to the table. So, I mean, isn't it kind of sad? The only thing that the one guy in this whole match that I could say is I just don't care really too much, uh, Wolf. Wolf is probably the only guy I'm just not like, eh, I care, you know? Uh, everybody else in this match, I really do care about. Uh, yeah, I mean, Wolf absolutely shocked, I think, maybe the world at the last takeover with his with his work in the ring, so... Hopefully we get to see that kind of Alexander Wolf again, but that's going to do it for NXT this week. I, I cannot wait to talk about the remaining episodes all the way up to TakeOver. I, NXT has just been such a great watch these last couple of months. Yeah, it sure has, and that's why we have been taking longer on these shows. Yes. <laughs> because they've been so good. And you know, I'm sorry if you're not used to these longer shows, but when we got a lot of good stuff to talk about, I'm excited because it brings a, a lot to the game and it also helps this show make sense. So, uh, well, man, thank you everybody, uh, for, you know, for being here. We really appreciate it. And, uh, of course, don't forget to go check out W2Mnet.com. That is the place you go find all the great wrestling content that you can find and a lot more. And also, don't forget to go subscribe, rate, and review over at Wrestling of the Max. Big thanks over to FromWomania.com and last word on ProWrestling.com. Break both uh, supporters of our show. And, uh, yeah, we are super stoked for next week, and we'll have another great show then. Don't forget to go tune in to Wrestling of the Max uh, Well, episode um, 271. Part one uh, we did on uh, Monday night, which 
available now. And uh, we are actually going to have the next one for you Friday morning. Join us, and we'll be doing part two of episode 271, bringing you some impact wrestling stuff. And Bound for Glory is this weekend, so we'll be talking about the card, what we think is going to happen, plus jumping into some other stuff that you're not going to want to miss when it comes to wrestling news. So thank you so much. Until then, I am Gary Vaughn. He is Paul Leeser, and we'll catch you down the road. Have a good one, guys. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment.